Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hey, hey, angels. (laughs) How are y'all doing today? (laughs) It is, uh, I believe, episode 88, which to me is like, I mean, I love a repeating number, but 88 is a you know, I, lo- I love 88. It's a, a good repeating number for me today. So uh, it's a good topic to go on, I think, you know, now that I'm seeing the the, the 88 being there um, and something that like, it's, it's another one of those press record and let's have a go. So <laughs> I'm excited to see where we go today. <laughs> yeah, me, me too, because God only knows. First of all, I want to, um, I, I do, while we always we always talk around talk and do self-care. I apologize for the missed episodes two weeks. You'll get this two weeks after. So two weeks ago, um, I there was a problem with our host. I had to get it sorted. They wouldn't let us upload podcasts and uh, and publish them. They're all waiting. They're all there. But um, the, the body and the regular episode was unable to be published. So we're publishing that this coming week. And then you'll get this episode the week after. I just wanted to apologize, let you guys know that we weren't just, you know, on vacation. We actually, there was some technical difficulties and it's all sorted now, all fixed because no one ever wants to come up against me when promises they've made. (laughs) And I didn't know this was even happening. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell me you're going to give me unlimited bandwidth and storage? You better be giving that to me. And I understand my billing cycle you know, uh-huh. it changes, but you better be fixing it fast because I got shit to upload. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. So good. <laughs> I'm glad. And thank you very much for handling that. Cause like I said, I had not a clue that this was happening behind the scenes. I always, I mean, I very much just trust in you that I'm like, if it doesn't get uploaded, there's a reason and it wasn't meant to be. And I don't care. Like, I don't need an explanation. I will see it when it shows up and it is, it's divine timing. You know, like I'm very loose with, with all of this, but to know that you were like kind of fighting with them again, like, I feel like I remember going through this yes. <laughs> last year, <laughs> Every time, but I didn't know that they were not allowing the upload, which is not the cool part. Well, it's because, well, we were 216% past our, our storage limit. They were like, yeah, (laughs) and they said that they, that this would happen and that I would have to do that. But that's why we switched to yearly billing cycle. But there again, I was hoping they'd fix it, but they didn't. Right. Right. Whatever. Got to bulldog it. It's all right. I got it. So today let's talk about our friends list. Let's talk about friends. Let's talk about people in our lives. Let's talk about how we need to have a lot of discretion. That was the word I was looking for. There you go. It just, <laughs> that we, was the word. We dropped in and here that comes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, you know, when it comes to friends, Facebook friends, Instagram friends, Twitter friends, you know, I think we all are like, yeah, everybody's be my friend. But I don't think we understand in until recently 
how that really affects us. And, and with the difference, I mean, this started happening, what, four years ago when, four to six years ago when the, the, uh, you know, the political climate changed and really was starting to create division amongst us. And I have every understanding of, I have every ability to be understanding and understand we're going to agree to disagree. And I'm okay with that. Um, but when it came to my friends list, I started to look at, you know, are you, and, and don't get me wrong. It's yes. You're allowed to post what you want to post. It's your page, yeah. but it's also my choice whether I want to listen to what you have to post because it may be that it's not good for me mentally or emotionally. Um, maybe a far, maybe your views are drastically different and the people I love, you would rather see them die. Um, you know, because I, there's a lot of people that still believe that, you know, people of the LGBTQ plus community shouldn't be here. And I feel the flames are rising, but I'm just gonna- which, which enrages me um, because I have friends who are my, some of my best friends I've ever had. And they're of that community and that upsets me. And I, that I don't, that's where my tolerance kind of wanes when it comes to friends. And it's not just that community, it's political stuff. It's, it's about just, just about everything. And it, we're really not here to discuss that type of stuff, but where it, the whole gay Florida thing has come up and everybody's all up in arms and, you know, on my feed and I'm sure everybody else's feed. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a lot of conflict that's happening in, in social media land. But what I want to, I think we want to talk about is why it's important to have discretion about who's on your friends list and how it can be very beneficial, if not therapeutic to often cull that list, meaning go through it and analyze, you know, kind of like, where does that person fit in my life? What does that person bring to my life? You know, what are their beliefs? Is it, does it affect my wellness being a friend with this person? Um, Do they trigger me? Do they trigger my trauma? Um, What, you know, to really, because just because your your family is on there doesn't mean you have to be uh, Facebook friends with your family. Yeah, which is it, hard for people to. Yeah, we have this sense of obligation. Oh, because I knew you in high school. Oh, because we work together. Oh, because we whatever. Like at first, it became a really great place, but then when we started to get into the political arena, or say for example, you were a person who was a healer or dabbled into tarot or dab or, or you're, you're a witch or whatever you practice. And all of a sudden everybody's like, what the fuck? And they're like, they're, they shun you or they shame you. Cause I had that happen. I offered to connect with a pet of a loved of a friend of mine who I used to work with who had just died. Yeah. And I had offered, I'm like, would you like to talk to your, your pet? And they freaked out on me as if I was a devil worshiper. Oh, God. And yeah. So it's like, oh, you don't know what I do then. <laughs> like, oh, I spraying a whole big thing on you. <laughs> yeah. And look at your reaction. Yeah. It's like, okay. All right. So we're probably not really meant to be friends. I'm like, 
Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but at the same time, so I don't know, where do we start, Vanessa? Well, it's funny because I, <laughs> I feel very like deja vu-y because we have this conversation in the body series <laughs> and it didn't yeah. quite click, <laughs> right? <laughs> like we had this conversation when we talked about our social media in terms of how we feel about ourselves, right? But it didn't go because it was very specific to the body series, It didn't expand, which it needs to do now into like some of the other ways that it affects us mentally to like, just have this energy around us, um, that is mismatched. And like, I mean, for me, like I started today that, you know, thankfully grace, you know, allowed me to unload (laughs) and, and let the balloon out. But I started this day extremely angry. Um, because of one of those energy leaks that I was aware of being an energy leak, I allowed it to leach onto me again and start to like suck the lifeblood out of me and engage me in ways I don't want to be engaged and, 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 and just kind of gaslight me into doing exactly what gaslighters do. Right. Mm -hmm. So that I could be, I could look unreasonable, um, I did stop, but it really has me evaluating a lot. Um, and I think, you know, the conversation to be had with me, with myself, and maybe with somebody who's listening is like, why the friends list is what it is. Um, because I, I will go through mine. I have 1400 Facebook friends. Why? You know why? Because I just, I don't care about my life being out there. So I see it as an out and I don't see it as the inward energy that comes in. And that's the problem, right? Mm -hmm. At any time, any one of these 1500 people can come at me. And because I'm working on how I react to being gaslit, (laughs) very still very easy to get into that space. But if I start to control the environment, it will be easier for me not to have to practice it on a regular basis so that I can keep my mental energy in that positive and going forward. And, you know, all of those ways that I can, but, you know, long story short, and I'm just going to put it out there. It is about the LGBTQ uh, issue that it started it. Um, and it was somebody who was committed to misunderstanding the entire thing, just completely committed to their own view as being the way that it was and not having a conversation about it. I had two people show up on there. One person who was being a little bit more conversation, more semantics, like kind of wise. And then one person who just came inflammatory, um, unfriended me after a couple of exchanges and then sent me a very, like the, the, one of the worst DMS that I've ever received ever. It was just so horrible. Um, and yes, I put it on blast. So if you're listening to this and you're my Facebook friend, you can read it for yourself because it really like, lit up. Open because, Facebook. What happened? Like I didn't get oh, the, yeah. Oh, it's on there. I circled all like the worst parts of it because I was just like, you know what? I am not going to make excuses for people's behavior anymore. And I realize this as being part of my people pleasing tendencies that I'm trying to get over. I'm trying to stop taking care of other people over me. And I realize that there are many people on my friends list that I feel bad about removing. I feel like it negates them as a person 
somehow. Um, and that's that trauma that I have of, of people who do gaslight me for taking them out of my life, <laughs> right? I have a fear of the reaction. And, and so I just collect people and let them hang out instead of putting up a boundary and saying, if you are not in this realm of me, yeah. then I don't, I, I, you can't be here. And yeah. even saying it, I'm stumbling over my words because this is very fresh, and very new for me. but it's coming at me from all angles. It's coming at me with friends and social media. It's coming at me with relationships. It's coming at me with career. Like I am having to learn because whatever my next steps in my life are, these things, I have to drop these bags on the path. Yeah. I have to learn how to seal up the energy leaks seal up the spaces that, that, that people are allowed to come in and suck my energy out and, you know, really just allow all of my spaces to be a safe space for me to grow in. Um, because I see it, I see how it stunts my growth every time one of these people comes at me and then I spin out. I can't, I feel like it's, it's difficult to rebuild that bridge when it keeps getting knocked down. I need to be able to complete the bridge and have it be nice and strong so that when you try to knock it down, it can't, complete. it can't because it's complete. It's all together <laughs> and I'm seeing it in my head, <laughs> the dam, maybe the dam. Yes. <laughs> well, and you know, and one thing I want to kind of highlight too is, is the idea of energy leaks is because we have people that just exist on our friends list because we've known them at one time. They're not really participating in our life. Now, I'm, I'm not saying, now friends, I'm not saying that everybody needs to participate on your friends list. But yeah. what I am saying is, is that we have to, how much, how much energy are we losing by having people who don't like interact or don't, you know, for just for the sake of being on our friends list, just because I mean, a lot of us feel obligatory because I've worked with you because you're my family, because we were friends, because we were whatever. It's not okay. Yeah. You don't need to be obliged. This is your friends list. Think about it. Would you hang out with these people? Would you go to a bar with these people and have a couple drinks? Would you go out to dinner with these people? Like really question yourself if they're part of your friends list, or, but are they a part of your friend's life? Like, yeah. like, would you be allow them if they live near you to be a part of your life? Would you hang out with them? Um, you know, and some people I would be like, no, not really, to be honest. Um, you know, I, as always used to feel that, you know, when we're talking about, so we're, let's talk about blocking and deleting friends. You know, I always used to feel, um, that, uh, in, in blocking somebody, I was being passive aggressive or that I was judging or that I wasn't being kind or that I was being kind of not okay. Like, like, cause we judge people to do that as, Oh, well, they're, they're a bitch. They're being passive aggressive. And, you know, we have that judgment and then I'm like, but no, because maybe they felt that person wasn't respecting them. Or maybe that person was being too, uh, too much of a energy leak or that there was another reason why they needed to, you know, unfriend them. Like, I, it's like, I think we need to see that as no, they were protecting themselves. They were creating yeah. their own safety container with their social media. It's like we said in the body series, 
what I had suggested to, you know, the followers, the people that are in your feed, make them be people that look like you, also that support you, that support your journey, like people that want to, uh, when you tell them, please don't comment on my body or comment on my weight or comment on my diet or how I look. I don't, I don't want those type of comments when people actively respect that and actively want to, to support you. Those are the people you want in your friends list. The ones that don't have any idea or are still in their own body dysmorphia, then they may not be people that can support you or, you know, and you have to be careful. Like, what is your reasonings? Are you deleting this person out of love and with love and light? Or, or I want, I hate that. I hate that term with, I was like, definitely not today. (laughs) It is with flames. (laughs) It is with a lighter and a match um, and a highly flammable chemical. Um, So like, you know, when you go through your friends list and you're like, you know what, this person just, I never really act with this person. I just worked with them. I don't necessarily, you know, it, or that person has become really inflammatory in their postings. And, you know, and there are some people I choose to unfollow versus unfriend, but when you're posting certain things that give me fear about my friend's wellness, I'm going to delete your ass. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I just, it's too much for my feed because my feed is my safety container. And if I don't feel safe or if I don't feel comfortable opening my Facebook and seeing certain posts. It is up to me to change that, not up to them to change what they're saying, because it's not, that's not the point we're saying. Everybody has the freedom of speech. You could say what you want. It's your Facebook, but I have the freedom to delete you because I I may not want to see or experience the type of posts you post. Yeah. Me, it's not, it's not so much. I want to change you, which is, I see where talking to you would be futile. And I don't want to engage. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing myself, like I'm like out of body experience of watching, like det- I'm in detective, I'm a neutral observer. Like what is going on with you, Vanessa? What has been going on with you? And it's like, as you were saying, like, oh, let it go with, you know, I mean, not, not with malice. Like I feel like I might do today, but like with real, like, like conscious decision-making, I thought about, well, what do I feel like when somebody unfriends me? I don't really typically ever know unless I see somebody comment. So this is my, my, like the way my brain works. I see somebody comment on a mutual friend and I'll be like, oh, Hey, I wonder what that person's up to, because I'm very curious about people. Reason number one, I have 1500 people on my friends list. It's like a social experiment for me on a regular basis to learn as much as I can about people. And that is an easy way to learn about people. Just watch their posts and see how they evolve or don't evolve. Like there's a little bit of that, but I don't consciously see it that way. And that definitely needs to change. But also I click on that profile and we are no longer friends. I feel rejected. Yeah. And because I feel like I bend over backwards and shouldn't, but bend over backwards to not be inflammatory. So to feel like somebody who was in my life has cut me out. And these are very, you know, words, but that's what it feels like is like, Oh my God, I've been rejected. 
it feels like there's something wrong with me or that they, they, you know, like some, some sort of thing about me is being rejected. So that's number one. That means that I have that in my head when I go to reject somebody by deleting them. Right. So a number one in my subconscious, I feel like I'm rejecting people and they are going to feel the rejection that I feel. And I feel bad. And I say to myself, just, it doesn't matter. Like then, then don't care about them. (laughs) Don't care about what they post then. Right. Because you don't want people to feel that way. So that's one thing that came across. (laughs) And then piggybacking on that, um, we know that I've been in a career crisis for the last, I don't know, five years, it feels like. <laughs> I feel very tied to the idea of being a healer and being spiritual means that I have to accept people for who they are. And right. that means that rejecting people for who they are is wrong. Okay. And that is very solid in my brain. Didn't realize it until we're having this conversation <laughs> right now. The idea of somebody feeling like I am a poor healer because I would reject somebody for, for their humanness is a thing I'm contending with, but I'm realizing the reason why I feel that way is because I get gaslit by people. <laughs> like, where did that come from? That came from people saying that to me, gaslighting me and me internalizing it because it hit that feeling that I feel. Yes, I am rejecting you. You are right. And I shouldn't do that because you're a great gaslighter. And man, I'm feeling it right now of like, mother effer. (laughs) I don't like that. I don't, I don't like the idea of that. Those people are winning right now. Those people are getting what they wanted from me. Well, and you can, you can unfriend people with, with honor and with reverence. It doesn't, you know, our, you know, I know we talk about being an empath or being a healer and stuff, but because we are that we need to hold our spaces sacred. Yeah. Because we, we are absorber amplifiers. So we absorb this scene, the scene, whether it's, I can't, I can't handle Facebook for too long, especially when they show these, you know, cat and dog rescue videos. I like, I, I I fall apart. I fall apart. I can't do it. So I can't, I don't like those pages because I can't deal with them. So I don't follow them anymore because it breaks my heart to think that somebody could hurt another living being an animal, especially. Um, And, you know, but I love, true crime get go figure whatever <laughs> i didn't tell you i was you know sane but whatever um well no because true crime is it's again that social experiment like when we watch it we're trying to figure out what is happening like why like there's some sort of human development curiosity i feel like that goes in there we're not in there for the horror we're right. in there for the how the how did this happen what like, is this person like and what was their thought process and yeah yeah, for sure. And justice for the person on the other end, right? Like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So well, where is I going with that? I'm sorry. It's okay. you, I was like, I'm jumping in. I'm just going to totally I, throw a rough back. We were talking about like how you, you don't like those pages because as an, as like the empath and protecting your energy and like the ener- the amplifier. So, you know. okay. So when we have people that, that don't, 
that don't sit well in our energy fields. You know, we absorb whatever they're feeling, whatever they're saying and the way that they're saying it. I have to make sure that their safety containers, like social media is safe for me. I can't, I can't afford to have another place where I'm inundated with, with harshness, with unkindness, with bigotry, with, with people who just don't see that we're all humans walking we're all in the 3d plane having a human experience in whatever way that we do if people can't see that and have acceptance and understanding then you know it's hard for me because their rejection of an entire group of people or their rejection of a thought or something that's beneficial is is it's really hard for me to absorb and to see um so I just, I find that the more that I work through my friends list, the more that I work through who follows me, the better I can be at um, creating safety for myself because I know I have anxiety. I know that, you know, maybe not anxiety with a capital A, but like yesterday I was completely anxious. Like the whole thing was anxious because of something that had happened in a public forum to me created anxiety for me to preventing me from going into the next public forum. So I'm affected by it all. And so I, to say that I'm not is, is unrealistic. So when I do go through my friends list, there are people that I want to kind of stay connected to, but I, don't want to follow them. So I usually choose unfollow if they're people I still want to connect with, but yet not see their feed. Yeah. Um, and, and let me, and, and here's a success story for me. I think it's success. I had a very deep friend, a very close friend. I knew since prior to getting into the healing stuff, doing all that. So I had a, a very dear, dear friend and we had an argument um, at one time and I was very angry. Like I don't usually get this angry, but I was pissed. I was very angry and I had to stop communicating because I would have just made it worse and reacted through my anger. So anyways, that person ended up unfriending and unfollowing and blocking me, which is fine. So that told me their answer to the situation that they wanted nothing to do with the situation or me, regardless of when I was ready to go back and say, you know, to work it out and to explain the vehemence of my anger and why Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I accept that. But it always just felt like I, it was always in the back of my mind, you know? And just recently I realized that um, that person had a couple of major, wonderful, beautiful events in their life, like that they that they were able to find happiness, that they were able to find some sort of joy and success in their life. And it, it led me to reflecting that being friends with that person prevented both of us from moving forward. Yeah. Energetically, we held each other back yeah. for whatever reason. I mean, you know, I always used to be afraid of, of going beyond that person because I was worried I would have to leave her behind or she may have felt that she couldn't say or share things with me because of, or achieve stuff because she, I would have felt some kind of way. So, which I don't think so because I always supported 
that, but that doesn't mean that I don't have blind spots in my support. <laughs> right. Well, or that their reaction to your support, it felt different for whatever reason. Yeah. So, but after seeing that and seeing the happiness and finding out how much, you know, how much she, how much she's achieved and how much, where she's at now versus, you know, I don't know how many years ago now, um, it felt good. It felt like I was happy for that person. I could, I, I, when I realized how we both benefited from the ending of the friendship, I was, I was able to, it was like a switch. Mm -hmm. I was able to have joy and happiness for her and not really want, maybe not want to be friends again, but to have that sense of, of just happiness for that human being and and now instead of seeing the things that like that were given to me as oh that was from that person wanting to get rid of them I see things that were given to me as oh yeah that's when we used to be friends like I could see the friendship through the joy of what it was in the moments that we had but yet not see it as yeah well that ended badly I right. you know it ended but the universe had bigger plans the universe was very clear that both of us needed to get off her asses and achieve something. And I did, she did. And that's amazing. Um, So there's one good reason for unfriending, for releasing the friendship, for getting, for letting go of something that isn't serving you is because we were able to both call back our energy and then find joy and success. Yeah. And it sounds like that reason season lifetime thing yeah. of, but with social media, it makes it more difficult to have people in your life for a season, hundred percent, right? Like, or a reason um, we used before social media it was very easy, right? Like you just stop calling each other <laughs> or you called each other fewer and far between. And it wasn't everyday access to every single thing that was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's definitely like, I mean, when you think of what it, what it's doing and I mean, I'm on, I'm on social media every day, you know, multiple times a day, checking in on stuff and interacting with people and seeing what people are up to mostly because I don't want to make those phone calls. (laughs) I'd rather just (laughs) scroll and leave a comment than, you know, I I don't have the time in my life. I feel like for phone calls um, like that. Um, But, you know, I also think of it too, as like, you know, I, I, I've always treasured my ability to see other people, um, and help other, help plant seeds. Right. And I'm right now, like kind of evaluating, like, you know, just being a little bit more, um, knowledgeable about who is accepting a seed, (laughs) I should say. Right. Like, because that is, I mean, I've said it a lot of times during this podcast, I feel like I'm a, a bridge gapper or, you know, like, I just feel like I, I have that, that understanding of other people and that tolerance for people who are sometimes intolerable <laughs> because I want to understand them. And, and there are a lot that will listen and have that conversation and will at least, you know, just come with a little bit more compassion, even if they're not changing their mind, right. they're kind of allowing another possibility to exist. And I want to have those people around too, but 
this person I'm talking about is very, very easy to know that that is not a person who's taking a seed at all. So like those people are like, I have to just really buckle down on that. But I mean, and I think that that is my purpose on this earth or one of the purposes that I was put on this earth for is to be that person. Um, I had put up a post one day uh, while I was in this class about figuring out what program I wanted to create. And I, I was, I was tasked with the challenge of, of posting on social media, Hey, I'm going to do this, this such and such program. Um, would you buy it? And to me, you know, I don't follow rules and I felt like, you know, know my audience, my audience is not going to respond to that because my personal network doesn't give a shit about business stuff, right? Like that, that's not the network I've created on my social media. So instead I posted and said, if you were to pay for something for me to teach you, what would it be? Or if you, you know, if you're not thinking, if you don't want to think of it that way, like, what do you think I'm really good at that you'd like to learn? And, you know, there was, I mean, it was amazing to hear, you know, what people reflected on, right. And not, and not like in an ego way, but in their own reflection of self. I mean, I loved that. And one person did comment of like, I love your ability and I'd love to learn the ability to hit neutral when I'm upset and to see that person in front of me as a human being and try to have a conversation based on that so that I can have a conversation. And when I read that comment, like it felt good because I was like, that is what I love doing. It's what I do for people who are fighting against themselves like the whole basis of my counseling is like, here, here are your faulty belief systems about yourself. Let's inject some different stuff and see what grows, see what seeds you're allowed to, to, to let grow. So that crossover has gotten out of control is really what's happening. <laughs> I am now tasking myself <laughs> with planting seeds with the entire world, people who haven't come to me to plant seeds <laughs> and because I want to, and because there's been some success with it, I am overextending myself in that way. And this clarity is coming as we talk people like <laughs> this is like a therapy session for me in this moment, but it's stuff I know that I need to do because it's stuff that I try to teach other people to do but without the extra insight of myself, I think that um, it can still remain a challenge. So if I have somebody in front of me who's like me, you know, we're going to go through this process together. But um, yeah, I mean, this is this, there's a whole lot of in, like inside work that's done with this. Yes. You know, um, it started with this person sucks and this person is awful. And look at all the terrible things that they said about me because they couldn't handle, you know, that, that we have a difference in opinion and very strong differences in opinion that like, I'm not moving and neither are you, but, and, and, and it could, could have easily stayed there. It could have easily stayed with, let's have a conversation about ugly people and talk about how ugly they are <laughs> and that their ugliness has to go. But this really has to be when you're thinking about this, thinking about yourself, what are you providing in this exchange? What energy are you putting into what places and why and learning about yourself? because this is all tied to my people pleasing. It is all tied to that trauma 
of there's probably some I'm not even aware of yet is that may come up from here yeah. of being judged by people and by being rejected by people and my persona as a really nice person who always sees the good in everybody and how that gets me taken advantage of that's exhausting by people <laughs> who just want to beat on somebody and I'm easy to beat on because I will still love you afterwards yeah from this day forward it shall not be <laughs> good no <laughs> and oh I don't need to understand you if you're a hateful human being yeah owning it and well and the thing of it is too is that it's like we want to reach everybody and like you said and it's like it's exhausting I can't as one person heal the entire world nor can I heal my entire friends list I need to put that right here next to me oh my gosh yeah so it's I and I love all that you shared I love your your because I think how you're feeling or how you were feeling is exactly how everybody feels. Uh, a lot of other people feel about it. And I'm glad that you shared your epiphany and, and how that is for you. For me, I just have gotten to the point where I'm just, I, I, I guess I've tried to stop healing the world. I share my knowledge or I used to in little bits and snippets and probably Wednesday night I'll go live with a big announcement and like, you know, I, but I do that occasionally, like I'm not consistent because I've, I've stopped trying to influence my friends list when I realized, and this is me being me and this is me having these thoughts. But when I realized that nobody on my friends list are going to want what I have to offer and pay for it. Yeah. I kind of was like, okay, there are some people I don't care if they, cause I'm like, I know you're not into that stuff, but I love, but we have mutual love and respect anyways. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that I've, you know, that it's like, oh, you know, if I can stretch and build my clientele, my friends list are not going to be my clientele. They're not going to be. And while part of me used to want to heal everybody, I've stopped. I can't, I can't. Because I can barely muster up the energy to heal myself. And as I went down through that process, now I'm a little bit, now I'm, you know, I'm better. I'm easily, I'm in my groove. I love my clients. We have a good time. So all of that's better. But in the beginning, it was like, it took all my courage and my energy just to see myself and have self-awareness. I, I wasn't really sure how I was going to heal the rest of the, the world or my friends list with yeah. no energy. So, yeah. you know, we, and it doesn't mean that, you know, you have to get rid of everybody. It's not what I'm saying, but what I am saying is, is that the people that you, that, that feel threatening, the people that are not willing to even see another point of view. I mean, whatever your ideals, morals and needs and wants are for a safe container, create that in your social media. The anxiety is far less that it's, it's far less likely you're going to get a surprise post in the morning that's going to throw you left and you want it to go right. (laughs) (laughs) 
even if just for an hour it's an hour that doesn't need to be (laughs) yeah so it's you know just it's be discerning about who you allow on your friends list yeah well I liked when you when you when you were talking about that that the the empathy thing because that's my problem right like the reason why I'm feeling bad is because I feel empathetic about the possibility and yes part of it being that the being gaslit but also how I feel about myself so those things are being mixed together um but the idea of taking care of myself that way like again we go back to that people pleasing and the making yourself small so that other people feel okay at my expense you know and it's like I need to, I do need to protect myself. I do need to take care of myself and nurture myself. And that this is a way of nurturing myself, letting go of people who are committed to trying to influence my energy or steal my energy because they like it without, and you know, not that I give with intention of reciprocity, but if you're always just sucking me dry, what, what, what am I doing here? Yeah. You know, like what, what kind of exchange am I allowing, you know, if I get nothing at all back and it's just take, take, take. I, and and it, that is part of the, this process here in my head of like this, this is a self-care thing and being someone who is still learning, um, some of the ways that I am not engaging in self-care I've done such a great job in the last three years of 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 learning self-care so that I can teach self-care but this being another one of those levels that um it's difficult and that but I have to do it and I want to teach it too because I get again I, I have this empathy feeling for people who are in this position who feel bad about paring down your friends list because it's seen as an act of violence towards other people versus an act of protection against yourself. Um, because you feel like, Oh, well, what are they really going to do? Well, I saw this morning what they're really going to do with, you know, at any time and being able to lessen the instances of that and have more people you know like I said I had one person on there and and they kind of disappeared but at least it was a conversation you know there was like a here's what I understand it to be and here's what I understand it to be and this is my fear right and it's like cool I'll have those conversations all day long if you want to come at me and say I don't believe in this because this is my fear let's talk about your fear because I don't want anybody to be afraid, especially if it has to do with LGBTQ, because it's literally the last place you need to be afraid. Um, <laughs> like literally, yeah. right? Like my gosh, like can you imagine JVN being threatening in any way? Like we don't need to be afraid. <laughs> um, but I, I'm okay, over, but that's about all you can get out of them, right? <laughs> You may look better at the end, but that's it. Yeah. Like you may get, you know, a little, uh, a little something, something, but yeah. Like, but if you want, if you come at with the fear, you know, even if your fear is pretty out there, you know, and I'm like, wow, that's ridiculous in my own head. I'm not going to say that to you. If you're approaching it with like, I want some understanding or I want you to understand me, but I will do it in a way that is loving that assumes that you love me. And that you want to understand me versus 
I'm going to be volatile and try to, you know, just degrade you into submission. Yeah. And that's, so there's a big difference there. And I, this is, this is going to be my rest of the day thinking about, well, where are those people? Those people are going to go first. And then there's going to be a, another social experiment (laughs) going forward of just really paying attention to who's there for what reason. I got rid of some spies recently that were there for pumping information from my page and handing them over to a a non-safe person in my life. One of them just tried to refriend me like, no, thanks, man. Like it's not going to happen, but it's a process. Yep, it is. And the thing of it is too, is that, um, like I find when I'm not feeling safe on social media, I use it less and less. Like I don't generally post a lot on Facebook yeah. unless it has to do with Freud's angels. I, I just, I don't, I'm not interacting, which is helps, which prevents me from being in present in my business page because I'm not on it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, I'm, I'm becoming more of a witness versus an active participant when it comes to social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear but- that because I, there's been many, many times it's not even been that long. Like, I hate this honesty. It's only been recently that I've been like, fuck it. Just post it. The people will see their way out. (laughs) Like, and I want them to, because I would often censor or not post something because I didn't want to deal with what was going to happen. And I'm over it. Like, it's really making people misunderstand me. I'm seeing that. Um, People think that I'm on their side, quote unquote. And it's like, you couldn't be more wrong. And I need you to know that because I'm not your comrade in this type of situation. Um, But I'm doing it by holding my tongue because I'm afraid of what people are going to do, say, think, and that's no way to live. And I didn't realize it until, you know, a few months ago of like, wow. And, and it, it, I mean, it happens if I, if somebody friends me, okay. And this happened recently with somebody local who I barely knew but I know that they're very uh, religious. First thing, this sucks to admit the first thing that I thought was, Oh God, wait until they see my page. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was like, okay, like, we'll see how long this person sticks around. And that sucks. Right. Like it really needs to be a lot stronger than that. It really needs to be like, see your way out. If this isn't the place for you, it shouldn't come with shame. It shouldn't come with guilt. It shouldn't come with fear of what that person's going to think say or do. That's a big shitty realization for me to be in. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I always feel though, um, even though people may have something to say about us, the truth always wins out. Mm -hmm. And that those are people that are like, yeah, okay. I get you feel that way, but let me go make a, a decision for myself. I applaud those people. Those are the people I want in my life. I don't want people who are going to be like, yeah, because she said that she said that, you know, I don't, if people are going to follow people because they have an un, um, you know, uneducated opinion of something because of their own belief system, if you're going to go and agree with that person because of just that person said it, I'm not necessarily wanting you in my camp because, I don't want you to agree with me with what I just said. You know, I want you to have your own opinion. And 
it's okay that we differ, but yeah. I also respect that you can have a different opinion. As, and that's, I think what I expect of others is that respect that I have a difference of an opinion. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, this is what I feel. And if you feel I'm saying you're wrong, then you have a deeper issue than you realize. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because I, I mean, sometimes it feels that way for me. Like this is the fight that we had today. I was like, I'm not wrong. <laughs> I really was like, I am not wrong about um, being pro LGBT. TQ. I'm right. <laughs> I'm going to assert myself as right because you know what's non-negotiable? Human rights. <laughs> you know, like to me, that was, you know, the 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 strength that I came in with and the energy that I came in with. And it's hard. It's hard to not, you know, there are some spaces I can't get into of like, yeah, our opinions differ. And you think that LGBTQ people are all whatever. Like, I don't want to, you're not right in any way. And <laughs> like, the person I need to tell you. Topic. Yep. Yep. Nope. I get it. I get it. Cause there are some things that, you know, you know, you're wrong. <laughs> right. Like you can say for you, right. Like you may not want to go to a drag brunch. Maybe that's not a comfortable place for you. That's fine. But don't start talking shit about the drag queens because now we're going to throw down because <laughs> it's not about that. It's about something, a lifestyle you're not interested in, but yep. you should also allow other people to exist in because they're not hurting you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a matter of equity. I think that's, yeah. the, that's the conversation that is being lost is equity. It's not, and, and this is the only time I'm ever going to say this, guys. It's not, you know, people yell, well, all lives matter. And you're right, all lives do matter. But when you have been forcefully segregated into poverty since you arrived on this continent, mm-hmm. forcefully, I, friends, I'm telling you what, I go on YouTube, look up Dark History or a podcast called Dark History. You'll find out how. There were, I just listened to about a prison, about how prisons were created, how private prisons were created, that they created laws against African-American people just so that they had free labor from the prison camps. And they would arrest African-Americans based on these laws that they created, knowing that they would all like be violated. And um, they, so they were arrested and then they leased out these prisoners as, as laborers to all these people making millions of dollars out of these private camps. Like private people created with lawmakers, these laws that would keep them in business and rich. Mm -hmm. And they used African American or any other type of non-white Caucasian person Mm -hmm. as the Chinese came over and built the railroads. Right. Like, So and it's real history and it really happened. Like the idea it's that not made up. To stop getting upset about it. It's like, no, we need to really remember that that's not okay. <laughs> so, you know, and if you wonder, you know, you talk, go, go on YouTube and type in blue line, red line schools and see why sometimes African-Americans, black people of color are upset. I get why they need to say black lives matter because white lives, we've always mattered. It's not to say that we don't have hardship. I'm not saying that. Right. 
And I'm not saying that, that there isn't points in our lives where there are many tragedy and trauma has happened to a white man. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. What I'm saying is that there's a lot less comparatively and black people have always had to fight for their existence in our country, except for when we were brought over as a slave. Ooh, absolutely. So, Until all lives matter, we can't. <laughs> I mean, that's, and that's like, I, and I feel that way too. All lives absolutely matter. You know, like old white men who sometimes I have like, you know, a pang of like, yeah, you guys are mm. not all old white men are terrible. And I get that. That's not what that their lives matter as well, you know, but it, until there's equality, until there isn't a deficit in one way or another with the treatment of people, there can be the look over here. Cause that's all it is, is look over here. So we can bring that to an equity place. Yeah. Here's where it's not equal. Let me show you where it's not equal so that we can bring that to a place where it is. Because that's what we claim we want to do, right? That's when yep. we say all lives matter. That's what we claim we're doing. Great. Then do something about these ones that don't seem to matter. Show me how they, how, how that group of people is accepted. Show me how that group of people is treated with equity. Show me. Be part of that. Yep. And then, you know, there we'll, are, we'll keep reevaluating. <laughs> so the red and the blue line schools, I encourage all of you to go, please, if you listen to anything, this is, that's the video that really opened my eyes to the differences about the inequity of education. Cause I think, mm-hmm. okay, well, everybody went to school, same curriculum. No, it's not. The not funding of the school is vastly different. And it mm-hmm. explains why that system that was created by the government, by the state's government as well, the red line and the, the blue line schools about how vastly different they are and mm-hmm. how vastly underprivileged. Um, the, I think it's the blue line. I think the red line was the one that was, I don't remember, but one or the other. So if you look at that look, and you see, you're like, well, this person made this and this person achieved this. And I'm like, Fuck yeah, but look at how hard they had to work to get there four mm-hmm. times harder than probably someone like you or me. Yeah. It's not 100%. just saying, you know, it's not saying that a group of people matter is not devaluing other groups. It right. doesn't say only black lives matter. Right. That's different, but it's just saying black lives matter. They do matter and they need mm-hmm. to matter enough. And, and those, okay. One more thing and I'm done and we need to stop talking because I'm going to get on this rant and I don't want to because I'm feeling it too. <laughs> I see it. I see it in the community I'm living in. It's more apparent here than it is in any other community. It is so apparent here about how, you know, how un- unequal, unequal that is and how horrible it is here. It's very apparent here. And that's why I think I'm, I'm fired up about it. But here's the thing. You all lives matter people, which I agree. All lives do matter. All lives deserve equality. All lives deserves equanimity, you know. But what happened about that when the COVID turned around? What happened to you being like, well, my grandparents matter and my this matter, but yet your ass couldn't be bothered in the beginning to wear mm-hmm. a fucking mask and now your grandpa has COVID and he died. Right. Like, 
all lives matter until you're being asked to do something. Right. And I get, I get that, you know, civil rights, I get that, you know, but besides the law, is that not the kind thing to do when all lives matter? Right. I don't want to be the one that brings COVID into my friend circle and kills people. Right. That's not, that's and not at what cost? At yeah. what cost? I mean, and, and I think that that's really what all of this is about is like, what is it going to cost? We're actually experiencing that right now. And again, like we're like, it's hard not to get political, you know, and I feel like the, the fear of, of getting political is that backlash, but it, it's, it's kind of like, we have to have those conversations in the, the, the easiest way possible, you know, but we're being tasked with that right now when we're talking about our energy and, um, oil and all of that kind of stuff of like, how far are we willing to stretch our ideas of what it means to help people, right? Like how, how, what is an inconvenience? And we're really seeing how privileged we really are because tiny inconveniences we're elevating to end of world when when inconveniences that we accept like being overcharged for literally everything else that we've ever purchased we're okay with that because there's stature that comes with it there's you know like if i buy air jordans versus you know walmart shoes there's stature i don't care that i overpaid for the actual materials i have a name on mine and so the overpayment has given me some sort of stature you know like those conversations, I think it is important for us to have. Those are the conversations I'm trying to have on my Facebook with people who are committed to not wanting to hear that. But but to me, again, it kind of makes me hit that, like, but how can I, if this is what I was put on my, on the earth for, can I reach this person? Can I get into that space of their hatred? Truly, can I sit in their hatred and figure out where it came from? Because if, if, if nobody does it, it continues on. It continues to pass. Who's going to be the one to interrupt that? Yep. You know, we like to think that they're going to be the one, but they're not because they're committed to it. So it's really hard. Like this, this is all very hard. Being a healer right now sucks. Like It is difficult because we're being called on, but we're also trying to handle it ourselves. So man, like, but we have, we have to have some of these conversations of bridging that gap of saying like what you hear and what you internalize isn't what we're saying. Please listen to it in a different way, six different ways. If that is what helps you hit that, like, okay, maybe I don't fight so hard against it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 110%. (sighs) I I just feel like I don't know. Why did I, I sign this contract to come here and do I know. This? It's like, okay, okay. You know, and I would like to come back as a cat next time. <laughs> a cat in a house that, of like mine who like loves their cat to the point of like elevating them to like queen status. Like, yeah. Yeah. I want to do that next time. <laughs> I need a break. I'm so I know. tired. <laughs> It is. It's hard. It's hard because I see the effects of it. Like I'm willing to do a little bit of the research to see what has happened. What is the truth? Yeah. It's not what we read in high school. 
Mm. Everything we read in high school is so scrubbed and so yeah. put on a bias of we were right for doing that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, we're not taught critical thinking. Like in social studies, like in, in, in you know, we should be taught. Well, yes, the Europeans came over and settled this land. And yes, there were Indians here. Well, you know, my, like, why aren't the children saying, well, why did they take away the land from somebody who was already living here? We're not taught critical thinking. We're not taught how to look at, well, shit, we landed here, but that doesn't mean we own it. Right. And those, and, and the, you know, and the, yeah, Plymouth Rock, the whole, like, thanks first Thanksgiving. I mean, that was, yeah. And then they turned around and gave the Indians the diseases that killed them all. So it's like, you know, we did not learn that in our, our nice little new England training, creating (laughs) our little Turkey with our fingers, our hands, like, you know, like Sturbridge village all the time to see how cool they, they were. (laughs) Like, Don't get me started. I know <laughs> the indoctrination of being a New Englander because holy God, <laughs> just like you friends who have very strong opinions about things, we have very strong opinions about things because it seems like everything we learned was a complete lie, right? And that it's so it's like we can just go find the information. We are living in a time where we can find out all the kind of information we can we can find bias where we want bias, right? Because there's always an article to support my bias. Always. And then I can go ahead and run with it. Or I can read 15 different ones and try to put, put it together with critical thinking enough to be able to hit neutral and go, well, okay. So maybe I don't know exactly because you can never know exactly why something happened unless you're inside the head of the person who did it. But at least if I can have enough doubt around it, it's just, well, what's the main issue here? What is the main problem? Right? Like we go into the, like, what is the main problem? Don't take things that don't belong to you. Honor. When you show up at somebody's house, you don't take over their house, right? We know that. <laughs> you don't show up at the White House and go, I like this here. I think I'm going to move in. Right. That's my room. <laughs> right. 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 Like we, we have to learn that, that like, yeah, so we don't do that anymore. Except, you know, if you're the government, eminent domain still exists. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um but yeah, I mean, this we've gone in so many different directions, but I think that they're like the kinds of directions that we need to go in because these are like the hum- the humanness things that come up that we, re- it's just an autopilot reaction that we don't dig into sometimes and being able to dig into it in, in terms of like, what am I feeling and how am I participating is so good for us. You know, like I want to help other people understand things, but not at my expense and I need to stop having it be at my expense yeah. and that's important to look at these things and really have a, a more objective view and a less empathetic view hey what serves me what doesn't 100 if i can't get through to this person they need to go find somebody they can listen to and and i need to not try bang my head against that wall yeah yes 100 percent. i it's it's about creating our safety containers it's about making sure the people that we do have on our social media um doesn't cause us undue anxiety undue stress um people who for me my i want the people on my friends list to be open to hearing differences of opinion i don't tolerate anti um 
LGBTQ plus or anti people of color remarks. I do not tolerate that on my feed. End of story. End of story. You know, it's one thing when you want to talk about, you don't want them to have a voice or have a place in like the school systems. They've lived their whole life. You're teaching a child that they need to be shamed around what they feel in their heart or what they're experiencing or that they're curious about, or that if they, you know, if you're not allowed to talk about how you like a boy likes other boys or, you know, or women, you know, in high school, like other women, like you, you begin to explore your sexuality and what that is. If you're going to shame them at that age, then you might as well just chalk that up as a suicide because how else, why do you think there's so much? I mean, there's other reasons, there's anxiety, there's depression, but it's one of the main factors. Children under the age of 18 commit suicide is because they feel that their family will, won't accept them. They won't be loved. They don't have support. They, they feel that because their teachers shame them, the school system shames them, that they have nowhere to go and nowhere safe to be themselves. Mm-hmm. End of, end of. I know people who have had to fight that their entire lives and yep. it hasn't been pretty. And it was only because they had someone in their life, one or two people that they could go to. But when mm-hmm. you're starting to take away the idea of them being free in the school system, I'm not saying you have to be friends with them. I'm not saying you have to champion them, but let them be who they are and let them show up as they are. Mm -hmm. School already whitewashes us. School already, like it does. We don't learn functional life skills in in school. We don't learn how to do our taxes and how to, you know, we don't learn how to balance our checkbooks and what money is and how to save it and how much percentage you should spend on your, your home and how not to get into credit card debt. They don't teach us that. They don't teach us how to have interpersonal relationships where how to deal with big emotions. They, mm-hmm. they don't have a class that says, hey, here's how to effectively have a conversation with a human you don't agree with. They don't have those types of skills that are necessary. Right. In fact, you can join the debate team and learn how to fight with people. And, you, and, you and, be committed, and committed to your opinion so much that you're unwilling to see the other side of it. Right. And that you will be as creative as possible to win. It's awful. I hate school, man. Like the older I get and the more I watch my child, I'm like, I don't ever want her to go. And I know she's eventually going to have to at some point for some sort of education, right? Like she may want to go to a trade school to learn something. She's going to have to go to some form of education, but I'm just like, I hope to put that off as long as possible because you know what? She is six. She pays attention she talks about people getting married. She talks about boys who likes bo- who like boys. I she talks about handsome boys. I didn't tell her, "Hey, you're straight." Like I don't even we don't even have that conversation. Yeah. Literally, I've never had that conversation. She asks me questions, I answer them. She doesn't care. Yeah. I'm not influencing her to be anything by giving her that informa- information. I see who she is. It may morph later as she feels comfortable. I don't know but I don't care. It doesn't change the person that she is, but she's six and she's asking the questions. And if she's old enough to watch 
princesses come alive from a kiss from a boy, then she's old enough to understand that a boy can get a kiss from a boy and come alive too. <laughs> like, well, but, and you want to, okay. And here, one more thing. And you hear, <laughs> I'm sorry, friends, but this, this end of this podcast has gotten really heavy, but if you hear, okay, so what do you see? You see these videos, they talk, they, they accuse LGBTQ plus people of grooming children. Okay. Yeah. Bullshit calling bullshit because what do you see on the internet recently? This little boy who was dressed in a suit, a tux, had a bouquet of flowers, and he's his family is like, "Oh, are you gonna go date? Do you have a boyfriend? Oh, do you, are you gonna go date her?" And he's very reassured that he's gonna take her to a dance and that he's gonna be his girlfriend and he's gonna date her. Like that's grooming from adults. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because what if this boy ends up not liking girls at all? Right. What are you going to do then? He's been, he's been told with his very, very simplistic mind that this is the accepted thing from your right. trusted adults. And so anything who, outside of that, you are going to know is not accepted because you already got the message. So fucking grooming who? Stop putting that shit, that cisgendered shit on children let them be children you don't need to talk about dating if they're in school and they want to talk about oh well this person has a girlfriend oh what do you think about that you don't have to say so do you have a girlfriend yet so do you have a boyfriend yet who are you dating i'm fucking six all right let me figure okay. out how to what two plus two is all right and i'll get to you about the dating part right and, and even we, if, like i said she's six we watch some things and she goes Ooh, that, that boy's handsome. And I'm like, yeah, no, you know, and that's, that's where it goes. Like, yeah. I don't need her to feel like, you know, I like to let her lead, I guess I will say. And so that's what happens. Kids are curious. She yes. is six years old. That K through three that we're talking about is my child. I want her to be able to ask that question and somebody just give her a simple answer. You're not teaching her sex acts. You're not like, well, here's what gay men do in bed. Like, that's not what's happening at mm. all. <laughs> but you know like this is part of it though like we want to have the discussion about bullying and oh no zero tolerance this is part of that because this is a major part of bullying this is a major part of of not accepting people for who they are and in fact attacking them for who they are this is the problem of bullying y'all and you adults have to be the ones that stop it because kids are just following us. They're following our lead. All of them, the bullies are following our lead and the victims are following our lead. And sometimes the only safest place a kid has is the school system because yeah. their parents are highly bigoted and they're yes. talking about their, and they're, and they're anti whatever, and they're highly bigoted. So if that kid starts to sense, you know, what if that kid is like, Oh, well, but why, what is that? Why? Can't we just leave it at neutral? Can't we just let them ask questions and be like, well, sometimes that's the way it is. Rather they'll than accept that. Absolutely. My daughter's like, oh, that boy wants to wear a skirt. Okay, it's beautiful. And we're done. She doesn't give a shit. Right. We don't need to, we don't need to bring context into what they're asking. It's not to say that if a person doesn't talk and say, why do boys like boys? You can a teacher can easily just say, Sometimes that's the way that it is. Yep. That's all they, they don't need 
to have a dissertation about gay history. And that's not what's happening. I think that people, again, like when we get in, here I go with my empathizing with these fucking people, they have a fear. Yeah. It's an unfounded fear. It's a ridiculous fear, but that's what it is. They have a fear that that's exactly what's going to happen. That if, if little Scarlet goes to school in kindergarten and says, why do boys like boy that the boys, the teacher is going to stand up and give them a sex ed talk about boys and boys and girls and girls and non-binary and all they're not at all going to do that because a kindergarten teacher is trained to be a kindergarten teacher. They know the level that they're teaching at. They're going to say exactly what you just said, Grace. Sometimes it's the way that it is. How you feel is how you feel. And that's going to be the end of the discussion because those children will go, okay. (laughs) Or if they ask another question, it will continue to be on the level of a kindergartner. The fear, the fear of like, oh, you're injecting these ideas. They're coming with the ideas. They already hear them. The peers are talking about them. They're watching them on TV. You have to understand that these things are happening and we have to know that it's 2022. It is not 1992 where the internet didn't exist and that people didn't see these, these people, quote unquote. It's all there and they're curious and they're and also mommy, very neutral. Mommy walks in with a skirt because he loves the skirt because he plays with his sister then awesome right but we don't need to allow other kids to bully him right because he decided to wear a skirt right but if he wore a kilt yes that would be okay now he's like a manly man i don't understand i don't know i just i could go off forever (laughs) so we're gonna stop here friends because this turned into a podcast that is like epically long. It already is an hour and like 20 minutes long. It's okay. We love you. We're, we just, I think so much we get, we try to not be political here because we know, and we are empathic, empathic to all sides of a situation, but there are certain things we struggle to have that sense of like, like, agreeing to disagree there are certain things in life that Vanessa and I just struggle with when people come on there you know so don't come at us we're only sharing our own opinion our own feelings our own thought processes not to make you conform or sign on to drink our kool-aid but to say hey could you consider another way of thinking about this Mm -hmm. or for you to say is my opinion rooted in hearsay or is it rooted in research what am i afraid of that's i mean i ask myself that all the time what am i afraid of right now why am i in attack mode yep so we just want we we just hope that you come with open hearts and open ears and know that we're not converting anybody but we're sharing our frustrations because we have seen people in our lives that are that walk into a restaurant and their lives are at 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 risk and i've seen it firsthand i've experienced it firsthand with a friend and i don't feel anybody should ever have to feel that way by existing on this planet that they should ever fear their own safety that to me is wrong strong i'm strong on that yes and 
to, and when I see that over and over and over again, and I have, there's a group of people in my area that, that actively go and target people of that community to beat them up and cause them harm. It is wrong to me. And I, and, and so what do I do about it? I try to talk to and educate others. I try my best to do my best in the ways that I can in supporting the people who support that change and also, you know, have conversations that are difficult. Yep. I, I acknowledge my white privilege. I acknowledge that there are certain things that I get better than a, than a person of different gender, sexual orientation or color. And I, and I recognize that. And that pisses me off just as much because I experience it through the ableism and through the idea of the fat dysmorphia. I experience that on a, on a minute level compared to what they experience it as. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. I will do my best to do what I can in my area to help mitigate that. Yes. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing by having this podcast. That's what we're doing by bringing this topic up is that, you know, anger fueled a a bit, but the anger wasn't just at the person. The anger is that all of the stuff that we, we know, we see, we feel, we understand, want to be allies and be change makers. And if we stay silent, we'll never be those people. And that's not who we are. That's not on our heart and soul. So these things do come up. And when they come up, it's, it's important to talk about it um, the best way that we can. Um, and, it, and, and, and in a way that isn't hopefully coming across as anti everyone or anyone, but more just, you know, like, Hey man, let's really think about it this way. Let's try to think about it a different way. Let's try to think about what the, the real root causes are and the real root problems are and like work on it together. Because if we, we all do want the same thing, it's just, some of us are, you know, looking for solutions and some of us are holding strong in the problems and we just need to come together. So, I mean, I, I, yes, long podcast, yes, all over the place, but it's, it's very much rooted in, you know, the, these ideas of like, we're not going to be quiet and we shouldn't be quiet because people need to listen. People want to listen. Some people are going to benefit from having allies and benefit from having another point of view. And that's, th- those are the people we're speaking to. If yep. it doesn't speak to you, we're not talking to you. <laughs> yeah. We love you all so much. And we want to bring that love and have it spread through all the communities and all the people. And we appreciate you listening. If you've made it this far, we appreciate your attention, your hearts, your minds, and your time. And we will see you next week. We have to go light next week, probably. And it's a little fun one. So we'll probably on each other. (laughs) You know, it's hard. We, when we, when we are both entering a space of like, like, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of change happening and and we don't do well with change. We we don't necessarily want that. (laughs) So, but we love you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for entertaining our feelings and our thoughts and, and what we feel in our hearts. And we love you. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. 
If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. More deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.